All right, I'm gonna try to pop this. Jeez, that's like my biggest fear ever. Popping champagne. Yeah. It could probably take your eye out. It could take your eye out. It can break your mirrors. It can you, break your mirrors. If you have on acrylic nails, it can break your nail. Yeah. Oh, this one is actually a twist pop. Oh. Is it going to make the noise? Oh, I know. I've never had this before. I've never had a twist pop. I know. That's safe. Is it, though? Here we go. Oh, I like it. <laughs> oh, that sounds like our intro. I know, wait. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Hello, guys. Oh, so Cocktail Murder is on. What is on Cocktail Murder? <laughs> right now, we are drinking or pouring ourselves a glass of Champagne. Yes, we are. Um, and I just gave you all the bubbles. I know. Sorry. It's all, no, it's fine. <laughs> bubbles are cool. I haven't had dinner yet, so this will just be my food. Yeah. <laughs> the bubbles are your food. <laughs> you guys, welcome to Cocktail Murder. I, yes, we drink and yes. we talk about murder as usual. Can I get a little bit more? Of course. More champagne. Just in angle there? it just a tad. Oh, yeah. Of if you pour it at an angle, it gives minimal bubbles. Yeah. So I know this is off the fly. But since we're drinking champagne, Taj, yes. what are we what are we celebrating? We are gonna celebrate we have champagne glasses. Yeah, we have we're we're drinking out the flutes right now. Yeah, like, like and these is, are Love Lonnie flutes. Yeah, so it's beautifully designed. Yes. Um and uh, so come on. What's going on? You know what? Let's just let's celebrate life. We're going to celebrate life. I love it. Yeah. I think I love um, um, there has been... Lots been happening. Yeah. Yeah. Bad things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you, you think that 2021 and a lot of people thought that going into 2021, it would be way better than 2020. I right. didn't necessarily think that. Did I think things would get better this year? Yes. Did I sure, think it would yeah. be all fine and dandy and yeah. roses and butterflies? No. Um, but mm. damn, twenty twenty one is kind of fucked up. It is. It kind of has been a fucked up start. It's been a bumpy, a very truly bumpy start for yeah. sure. Um, just with loss, all types of loss. Yeah. You know, relationship loss. Um, uh, mourning. Yeah, of mourning of people. yeah the losing of loved yeah. ones. Yeah. Yeah, it's just been. Um, it's been a bumpy, bumpy ride. Yeah. Just these past few months, honestly. Yeah. And I feel like now it's kind of like, I don't know, I'm kind of in the, the area where I'm anticipating something else to happen. Um, yeah. Or yeah. hopefully, like, the bad is over. Yeah, exactly. You know, and it's like, okay, can I finally breathe? Can I finally yeah, rest? That's a, yeah. I, you know, is it okay to sleep? Wow, or, I miss that. Yeah. I miss that. Being it's able to something. breathe. Like, I miss that. Yeah. But but that's why I say we let's celebrate life because... Even though it has started pretty fucked up and it's been nonstop and we are trying to catch our breath. Yeah. Um, we are still here. Yes. yes. We're still here. We're able to feel the sand in our toes and yeah. the air on our skin. We've made it this far. We have made it this far. And, yeah. and I think that it would be really messed up of us to sit here and complain about all the bad things and the yeah. sad things that are happening. And we have to be grateful for 
simply being here, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Because there's a lot to look forward to. There's yeah. a lot um, going on for us now, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I thank God for cocktail murder. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And yeah. so... We just, yeah, we have to be grateful for these things. Yeah. It's hard, but... It is hard, but we're we're doing this and, you know, just be thankful for what uh, is equipped yes. to us and, and being able to use what we have in Absolutely. order to, man, to make it through. Yeah. You know, because even though we're kind of struggling making it through, we're making mm-hmm. it through and that's what matters. Yeah, and, and it's important to remember the people in your life, too, that mm-hmm. are helping you yes move forward oh my god and grateful for that yeah grateful for even awesome even if you don't system. know that they're helping you move yeah. forward just the fact that you have people it's yeah. just it's it's a yeah. good feeling exactly <laughs> i have to say like i'm the type of person that knows that i have like the support system around me but yeah. i also like knowing that is enough for me even though i still don't reach out necessarily mm-hmm. like i'll reach out to you well now i've i've recently started yeah. actually like yeah we talk a lot yeah <laughs> exactly and be, i think because of that it's like okay i can talk to yeah. Tosh. i'm just yeah. gonna call her whatever Because sometimes you just need to get something off your chest exactly like it's not exactly. even like i just want to talk and this is our belligerent i oh, guess yeah yeah this is our belligerent <laughs> yeah we just got right yeah. into it um and i'm Taj. yes oh yeah i'm honey oh wait let's cheers really yes. quick yay <laughs> Mm. nice yeah very nice um you were saying um yeah yeah sometimes you just need to get it off your chest Mm -hmm. even it's just if it it was a bad day at work yeah you know what I mean Mm -hmm. it's like you're not gonna think about that the next day or the next day or the next day but at that moment you just need to just just vent vent it out yeah get it off your chest tell someone like that's important yeah, um, I was saying, like, for me, what I, I'm okay with knowing that I have people that I can reach out to, even mm-hmm. though I don't reach out, mm-hmm. you know? I know, like, okay, if for whatever reason I feel like I cannot handle or, or like, think through or process my emotions alone, mm-hmm. I know I have a handful of people yeah. that I can call mm-hmm. um, and that can help me through my emotions, right. you know? And that alone, I'm just, like... I'm grateful for, and yeah. that alone makes me feel secure. Exactly. And okay, mm-hmm. you know? 100%. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so let's celebrate life. Celebrate life. Celebrate Happy life. Happy to be here. Yeah, we are. I... I have to say, I truly am. Yeah. I truly am happy to be here. Um, even during the pandemic, COVID has been wiping people out left Ooh, and right. Left and right. Um, oh, everyone man. at least has some a friend, a family member, or knows someone who has a friend or family yeah. member that unfortunately passed away due to that virus. Yeah. And, um, um, and with that being said, fuck Texas. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> oh my gosh. And not fuck Texas. Cause it's not necessarily it's not the you people, guys. even though it is some of y'all. Yeah. But like, seriously, the fact that they lifted like the mask mandate and opening like, everything 100%. It, d- does that seem like the right move just, to you? Like, and then like, the fact that he said, and I quote, um, but you still have a personal responsibility. Ugh. The personal responsibility is wearing a mask. Is the mask. 
That is the personal. The, Hello. We, we were only going based off of personal yeah. responsibility. Hello. Yeah. Because, and remember, I, I said in past episodes, I actually went to Houston for New Year's. Uh-huh. And the country was still, you know, pretty much on, on yeah. lockdown, supposed to be for the most part. But Texas was very open. Mm-hmm. And they seemed to be, like, there were no rules. Mm. That's what it seemed like. Mm-hmm. And so it actually is now that they're saying it, that they're saying that they're going back to 100% capacity and everything. It's like they have already been mm-hmm. doing that. Now mm-hmm. it's just, like, official and yeah. on the books and stuff yep. like that. Yeah. The, the fucked up thing to me is, like, well, at least keep the mask mandate. At, at least. least. keep the six feet apart at mandate. Least. Like if, if you want to open everything back up since it's already open. Right, exactly. Whatever. Then, yeah, do that and then, you know, publicize it because they try to keep it a secret even though it was never really a secret mm-hmm. anyways. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, definitely just, you know, lift the restrictions restrictions on um on um like hours store hours restaurant hours yeah. like fine yeah. do that that's yeah. fine mm-hmm. but keep the safety regulations Hello. the sanitation regulations Hello. keep that but you know what somebody actually told me this last night when we had a conversation about it is that and it was a girl who's from texas oh yeah her family's yeah, from yeah, texas yeah, yeah. and they be- they believe that um that the governor Abbott, I think is his name, whatever, whoever yeah. it is of, of Texas or whatever. He um is lifting this mandate or lifting the mask mandate because of the uh the shit the snowstorm that they had just gone through <laughs> and how fucked up they handled like, they it. handled it. So. And so they're trying to appease the yeah. people of Texas now by letting them become free. Yeah, by and opening the state. But it's like you're probably you're doing g- the wrong thing, but yeah, you're like kind you're of making, making it worse. worse. <laughs> For sure. Oh my god. For gosh. sure. Come on. Yeah. And then, and then Texas has all of the strains of coronavirus. All of the strains. And then Goodness on top of gracious. that they've been First of all, in the cold and have been sick and their immune system, I'm sure, dropped. Yeah. You know, like just uh, just thinking about it, you know, in that sense. Yeah, that's probably the worst thing you could do to make up for your mistake. The best thing to do is owning up to your mistake for one. Yeah. Owning up to it. Say, hey, I fucked up. Um, And moving forward, this is what we're going to do. And then keep the regulations. Yeah. Yeah, I just yeah, I Ugh. can't stand it. I I don't understand. I just don't. I absolutely don't understand. Ugh, it's ridiculous. You no, know, it seriously is. This whole pandemic has just been so fucked up. I mean, we yeah. we uh, uh, yesterday was it yesterday? Yeah, it was yesterday. Uh-huh. Um, we were in a setting with a pastor. Oh yeah, <laughs> and he had said something that was just like what. And he was just, like, um, um, talking about the masks, kind of. And he mm-hmm. was, like, not to politicize the do- pandemic, but give someone a hug. And it's, like, yeah, when dude, the fuck was the pandemic ever a political like, staple? No, masks are not a political statement. And that was, like, like the that was the mistake since the beginning. Yeah. Is that yeah. I feel like it just, people politicized it when yeah. it had nothing to do it with. It had nothing to do with politics. Yeah, it had everything to do with the people's safety. Oh, my gosh. I had so many... Uh, um, and I have this coworker, OMG, and Ugh. he's 
super um, conservative. Mm -hmm. You know, I wouldn't even say he's like super conservative, but he was like a super Trump supporter. You know those Trump supporters that weren't conservative, but they were Trump supporters? And they were like, it was like this weird thing. They were conservative about the things that they wanted to be conservative about, but... We talk all the time, and I, I talk to him because it's just interesting to hear mm-hmm. that side of mm-hmm. the world. And um, and I just remember when the pandemic started, and his whole thing was like, this is just um, a ploy for the Democrats to win the election. And I was just like, but Democrats are getting the <laughs> coronavirus, Yeah, too, that doesn't so... make any sense. We are all kind of dying yeah, here hello. and scared of our lives. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. It Jeez. was just yeah. very, very it's interesting just, times. It's like one of those things that I realized when you have those types of conversations. Um, I tend to get lost in it. Um, you know, meaning like I, I understand where everyone is coming from, but it gets to the point where I think to myself, this is stupid. Why are we arguing about this one thing that really doesn't fucking matter? Yeah. And it's, and, and if, if, if it does matter, it's logical. Like wearing a mask as a preventative, that's logic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's, what's there to argue with that? I mean, and let's keep it G. Even outside of a pandemic, like, we should probably be wearing masks. Regardless, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> like, I mean, the Asians that used to wear masks, all the, you would see, like, the, the And we Asians, would look at them like yeah, they like, was crazy. Yeah, like, oh, okay. Oh, or, they were on to something exactly, the whole time. Exactly, you're wearing a mask. Why? And I just thought maybe they were just wearing a mask because um, they thought that our air was polluted and they didn't fuck with our air, which is probably which is why they... Very true. They, they wear, have you seen LA? Yeah. <laughs> which is absolutely true and it makes sense it makes it total makes sense. total sense so yeah. yeah so it's just funny the fact that people are like literally they call themselves anti-maskers there's which a name crazy. for you guys yeah it's just like well doesn't it make sense to wear one now exactly. anyways exactly. like what is like what's this the is, issue yeah i'm gonna ask a really stupid question but are anti-maskers like kind of like hipsters so like hipsters <laughs> they don't like you know the shit that's popular Basically, you know yeah, like they don't yeah. like what everyone else likes they like or... reject society and exactly way exactly and these anti mac you know masks yeah. and vaxxers anti- and, <laughs> yeah, they go hand in yeah. hand <laughs> um you know they're kind of like how you gonna be anti-mask and, and anti-vax, anti-vax. Oh so you don't want no like they're anti-everything exactly that's the thing it's like oh yeah so we solved the issue to this whole thing and they're like whoa 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 you guys all of you guys solved it the whole group no way i don't want to be a part of nothing solved if more than three people are about solving things people who have studied this their entire lives yeah you must be wrong you must be wrong because i googled it and guess what and on youtube and if you're right i don't care if you're right, I don't care. Yeah, basically because that's what it this is. This is you guys are you guys are sheeps is what they're saying. Sheeple. They're sheeple. Democrats are sheeple. That's crazy. Yeah. And it's not even like, and, like and, I, and I hate like talking about Democrats and Republicans because sure. I don't consider myself to be either or. Like mm-hmm. I think it's all stupid and Agreed. I don't Agreed. I just yes. I said after the twenty twenty election, I am no longer even paying attention to politics because yeah. that was too much for me. It was very draining, yes. Um, 
but um yeah just like it, it it's that thing it's yeah. just like you just want to reject everything that, that everyone else is thinking or saying or agree on you just don't want to yeah. agree with you don't want to go with the crowd yeah exactly for whatever reason oh my gosh yeah no it's yeah they really are hipsters well here's the thing <laughs> like, about hipsters. we're not talking about like a type of food bro no, like we're, we're not. talking about this is an opinion we're talking about facts <laughs> yes. that could that could help the people oh man it's crazy yeah it's, it's funny yeah people are uh, just so and i will stupid. say this too and and again we were in a place we were in a church um yesterday and um you know, I was I was hugging people. I don't of know course. if I'm telling on myself right now, but mm-hmm. I was hugging people. It was a pretty Natural it was selection. yeah, it was a pretty <laughs> <laughs> It was a pretty close setting. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. This is someone we've been knowing yeah. forever, even of though course. we didn't we don't really like her that much. Ugh. So she's like walking towards me, this woman, she's walking towards me and I knew who she was, whatever, and um and you know, normally when you know somebody and you've known them for a long time, you go and reach for a hug. So I go and reach for, and I was about to reach for a hug, and I go, oh, I don't know if you're hugging or not. Because some yeah. people are not comfortable yeah. even touching right exactly. now. Exactly. Totally fine. I respect it. I don't hug or touch everybody. <laughs> like, yeah. it's just, I get it. And so I go, are you hugging right now? And she looks at me, and, and she's just like, of course I'm hugging, girl. I believe in the blood of Jesus. That's oh, what she said. And God. I was like, Oh, yeah. Oh <laughs> you <my God>. okay? <laughs> One of those. Yeah, look. And you know, I'm a church girl. Yeah. I believe in the blood of Jesus. I believe too. in the blood of Jesus as but. well. <laughs> but Jesus also uh, created free will on this earth yeah. and created so much, so many people and things on this earth that um, can possibly mix up and create a deadly virus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it just is it happens. What it is. And and just because somebody says like wear a mask or there's a vaccine for this yeah. or we've done s- studies on this thing yeah. that could be deadly that does like say like praying to God yeah. and telling him to protect you from the coronavirus doesn't mean that you're not going to get the coronavirus. That's like saying you're going to pray the gay away. Oh my gosh, you know, hello. And it's like, no, it doesn't work that way. But that's like, oh man, and this is like a whole nother subject, but yeah. going back to that old school, like mm. Christian religion, mm-hmm. religious yeah. mindset is like, those are things, and I think that a lot of anti-maskers, a lot of conservatives mm-hmm. believe that specifically. Like, oh, well, nothing, nothing can touch me because I have God on my side. Yeah. But it's like... Well, yeah, sure. I do too. Yeah, I have God <laughs> on my side as well. And he also gave me a brain. Hello. You know, and that's that's the important part. Oh my gosh, it's just crazy. He gave us a brain to survive it's just this like earth. A lot of like old evangelical Christians and we grew up in a Lutheran school and yeah. a lot of them are very <laughs> conservative. Yeah. And which um, I think is hilarious. Huh? Yeah, I think to say like seriously, yeah, yeah, everyone to everyone else it's like, "Oh yeah, I went to a Catholic school." And I'm like, "Yeah, I sort of kind of went to one, <laughs> except it was Lutheran." <laughs> Lutheran school, it's which like, is a rejection of Catholic, yeah, <laughs> or the rejects, yeah. God, so weird. But um, but um, what was I about? To- oh yeah, so they believe like whoever is like the leader of the United States, which would be the president. Mm-hmm. They believe whoever is the president, God put them there, mm. and so <laughs> I just be like, so why do you vote? <laughs> 
why do you vote because don't you put them there if you vote exactly exactly it's having that that old like king and queen mentality where yeah. they're like appointed or whatever the fuck yeah you know? yeah i just i never like i i never understand um when i just come across people like that yeah when they just I don't know. I feel like it's a lot of hypocrisy in there. And Mm -hmm. even when it comes to like, okay, like Donald Trump, for instance, and we talked about this yesterday, actually, it's like a lot of people voted for him or a lot of people vote for people like him because like, oh, he holds up a Bible or, oh, he says that he believes in like the Christian faith or whatever. Whatever. And so they're like, oh, he he says he's a man of God, so he must be who's right to run the country oh, guys, and then oh, it's guys. and then it's just like um what about him makes you feel like he's a man of god exactly <laughs> and not only that like in the bible it god himself christian goers if you want to you know if you're strict by that god himself says beware of false prophets yes like and yes. there are far too many false prophets yeah. out there and it's like dude now you're kind of falling for these false prophets yeah. you're falling for anything and everything mm-hmm. so in reality you're not a, a full-on christian yeah you know church going god fearing man and woman by just believing in a guy just because he says he is a man of god exactly like no you don't you can't go based off of that i saw so i saw a meme and it was like god said god didn't say follow other christians god mm. said follow me boom like hello boom why are you so worried about this dude? Exactly. Like, and also, it, what's so crazy, it's just so funny because I see this a lot. The Bible says, like, obey the law of the land, right? Okay. I don't, I actually don't think it says there, and correct me if I'm wrong, investigators. Yeah. Um, I don't think it says anywhere, like, you must obey the president of the United States. No. <laughs> like, I think a lot of those evangel a lot of older evangelicals, they forget that the United States is not the world. No, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, and that's where they are their loyalty lies with the US. It doesn't lie with yeah, God. I'm gonna can I I'm gonna look up perhaps an interpretation of that scripture let's see if i can find something really quick yeah like what does it truly mean in the bible yeah obey the law of the land because it clearly doesn't mean to follow fucking presidents and yeah and well, yeah, it's only subject the, to the united the states the crazy thing is when that, that was written the united states was not the united exist. states yeah, it so, like, didn't, it exist. didn't exist yet yeah so like bruh yeah it's just so hilarious when I come across that stuff because it's like, yeah, wow. And again, I'm a church girl. I believe in God, you know? And so yeah. it's it's just funny when you stop listening to what others say yeah. and you get into it yourself and yeah. you're like, oh, shit. Like, yeah, I'm actually doing okay out here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, let's see here. It says... Okay, I'm just going to read it. It says, um, everyone must submit himself to the governing authorities, okay? Mm -hmm. For there is no authority except that which God has established. Mm -hmm. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Consequently, he who rebels against the authority is rebelling against what God has instituted, and those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. For rulers, hold no terror for those who do right, but for those who do wrong. Do you want to be free from fear of the one in authority? Then do what is right. He will commend you. I'm going to stop there. So that's Romans 13, 1 through 7. Mm-hmm. And so when I looked up 
obey law of the land, what does that mean, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, whatever. Then Matthew's, Matthew 5.17 popped up, and he talks about obeying the law of the prophets. Interesting. Isn't that interesting? So it's so, it, the Bible is so interesting because you can interpret it in any way in possible. In any way, yeah. Um, I, this is how I'm interpreting it. Um, yes, it says like, uh, okay, I'm just going to dissect yeah. that that Romans well, verse well, even even when you say that like with that with that Romans verse I think um just going back to what you said before beware of false prophets right yes I think that's important because back in the day the Pharisees were they were the governing yes. law of the land yes. and we yep. find that the Pharisees were up to that fuck shit yep they were stealing money yep they was doing all kind of terrible taxes yeah they yep. were misinterpreting yeah. the Bible and using the Bible as a Saying weapon that they for were self-appointed yes yeah exactly Absolutely. and so that like it's like when you think about it it's like you taking that scripture mm-hmm. and saying whoever the president of the United States is, you we have must to... obey everything that he says. Yeah. When clearly, like Man. even in the Bible, they had fucked up government. Yeah, like, that's that slave mentality too. Because yeah. they, I want to say, they use that verse to try to get to slaves get, yeah, to obey absolutely. their masters, right? Yeah. And I'm, I'm just, I'm, I mean, what sticks out to me is uh, the appointment by God. Like, God has to appoint you to be this authority figure. Mm -hmm. And I personally feel like just because as human beings and, you know, knowing as you read through the Bible, knowing who God is, Mm -hmm. I I don't think that the true appointed authority is going to stand up on this high pedestal and say, hey, I'm, I'm... God, I am a God-appointed authority. Mm-hmm. Everyone must follow, follow me. me. I think that's mm-hmm. the person you should not follow. Yeah, I, I think, think the so person too. you should follow is the one by their actions. It's the humble. The one, yeah, it's the one that the, can show humble, you. Exactly, yeah. the one who is humble. Mm-hmm. Someone with humility. Someone who possibly doesn't even think they're a leader. Mm-hmm. Someone who thinks that they're not an authority, but they just have that that thing. You know how you're just drawn to certain people? Yeah. And it's like, what is that thing that you're drawn yeah. to? I think those are like the the authority figures or yeah. the leaders. And it's like everything they say and do, it's so wise and they're full mm-hmm. of wisdom. And and you just, you. I think those are the people that you yeah. have to listen to, you know? Yeah. And it also but. comes down to like, what is right? I, exactly. At the end of the day, yeah. like, I don't think that we should be following any leader no. who is okay with separating children from their parents and throwing them in cages. Right. Like, I'm sorry, that just doesn't seem exactly. like that's a, the right thing nope. to be doing. Absolutely you know? not. I just, I, I don't think that we should be following any leader who sees that black and brown people are being oppressed exactly. in a country that they're running and or they do nothing about it. follow like, any leader that denies $15 being the base minimum wage, wage, yeah, rate. Um, that for one fifteen dollars in some states, that's not you can't even live. Well, let me show you. Actually, I saw a meme earlier today. Okay. Um, yeah, you see. can't even live with that. So, uh, how and why would I follow you as a leader mm-hmm. when you can't even help your people that you're quote unquote leading? Exactly. 
yeah so i read this here in february 2020 the average u.s rent was 1486 dollars a month right um, that was average. for an apartment and let me tell you i'm looking for apartments right now Ugh. that's a one bedroom, maybe a studio. Fourteen eighty six is a studio in San Diego. Jeez. Um, okay, so for rent to cost one third of your income as recommended, um, and you know how apartments be like, yeah. you have to make two, three times the I amount. Know, that just doesn't oh. Yeah. Um you would need to make $4,955 a month. Oh, my God. At forty hours a week, that is twenty eight dollars and fifty nine cents an hour. The federal minimum wage is $7.25. Oh, my God. Does that not sound crazy? Oh, my God. That sounds crazy. Yeah. I think if you are working a full-time job, yeah. even if you're not working a full-time job, yeah. if you are working, you should be able to put a roof over your exactly. head and food in your stomach. At least. At least. At the very least. Maybe you don't get the fanciest of roofs over your head, sure. but you get a roof over your head. Yeah. yeah. $7.25, is no way possible. You can't wow. even find a room. No, you can't. For $7.25 an hour. Yeah, to make that much. Absolutely Trust not. me, I've looked. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> same same wow so crazy right oh jeez. so it's it's just like okay we're supposed to be quote unquote obeying yeah. like whoever is put in charge but look Who's what they're doing like yeah. and they're not helping the people no. that are making minimum wage yeah. they're not helping the people that aren't able to make anything anyways exactly. so yeah it's like oh it's just such a fucked up thing and like for in and we talked about this um off mic and i'm just like even for me you and i we make good yeah. money mm-hmm. at our jobs we have good We're jobs decent. we have yeah. we have corporate jobs yeah and um we don't have our own places we have roommates yeah we sure (laughs) do yeah like what the fuck like even for me to be making a decent amount yeah a decent wage it and then we're and then we're still kind of struggling to find a decent apartment yeah and then like having to worry about fitting in like grocery budget fitting in your other bills other Mm -hmm. expenses that you have to pay off instead of just rent exactly oh man oh man god appointed my ass you know exactly yeah yeah and you can't like it's just i just don't see how if we are living in a democratic country where we appoint who the leaders Mm -hmm. are how can that be god appointed exactly and it's not yeah it's not oh man Wow, this was a different kind of belligerent. It was. <laughs> it sure was. We got kind of real here. Yeah. yeah, very real. Wow. Well, <sighs> let's get started. Let's get into it. <laughs> Okie dokie. I guess we didn't really introduce ourselves that well in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah we didn't. So we are Cocktail Murder. I'm yes, Taj. I'm Honey. And we talk about murder. Yeah, yeah. Um, we also drink. Mm-hmm. Today, once again, we're drinking champagne. Champagne. And uh, we, yeah, it's it's very good. Um, that's actually kind of my drink of choice, kind of. Yeah. Champagne. Really? I'm such a champagne drinker. Champagne and wine. That's really my shit. I think wine is my shit. For sure. The reason why I mostly like wine, it's because I used to be a smoker. 
Um, and then I stopped because I wanted to sing for a little bit. Then mm-hmm. my voice is already low, and I, you know, mm-hmm. it would make my voice even more raspy, whatever. Yeah. And then after quitting, I'm like, okay, whatever. I have to find a different vice. Sounds bad. It is what it is. <laughs> and um, we all have our vices. Exactly. Liquor is just disgusting and too much for yeah. me. Yeah. And wine just kind of gives me the same type of vibes as weed. So that is true. That's why like, I like wine. Wine tipsy or wine drunk is like the best. It's so it's so it smooth. Yeah. Yeah. Just I agree. And I'm like, I, I love champagne. Champagne and wine, again, those are my shits. Mm. But um, champagne just gets me bloated. I think mm. that's like my oh, issue yeah. with it. Carbonation. Yeah, so. yeah. But yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, so yes, we drink. Yes. <laughs> um, but mm. also we talk about true, true crime cases mm-hmm. that involve victims that are black victims yeah. or people of color. Yes. Um, because those are the stories that go, excuse me. It's the champagne. Mm-hmm. Those are the stories that go untold, unsolved, underreported, yeah. and we want to make sure that we get those stories and those names out there. Yep. Um, and focus on them. Yes. Because they, they need that. Yeah. They need absolutely. that. Absolutely. Fuck the murderers, honestly. I know. Fuck, Fuck them. the mur- murderers and like the investigators who do not do their due diligence. Yeah. And, and, and you see that time and time again in yeah, these cases. I I just, ugh, that's the worst part is yeah. when we, when we, are researching the cases Mm -hmm. and sometimes the hardest part to find is the actual investigation yep Yep. isn't that so fucked up actually like and just main details that normally would be there on other Mm -hmm. cases with um you know with white victims Yes. You know, like the t- timestamp details. Yeah. And, you know, really trying to put the timeline together. Yeah. Um, and you kind of have to dig in order to put the pieces exactly. together. Mm-hmm. It's really hard. And and also, even when it comes to the victims, mm-hmm. I hate when we're not able to find the victims' stories. Yes, exactly. It's yeah, like they all don't humanize these, them yeah, at all. These, all these yeah. think pieces about the person who killed yeah. the victim mm-hmm. and then the victim is just like oh this was jane doe from here and it's like yeah but yeah. did she have a family exactly who are her friends yeah was she a good person even, exa- even yeah was she a bad person who cares yeah. i don't like i want to know about them yeah identified victims they don't have like early life yeah details you know yeah, it's like no and and they they're the ones whose families are hurting. Yeah. And needing that justice. Exactly. And, yeah, it's just, it's fucked up. But. Yeah. Anyways, so we can get speaking started. Speaking yeah. <laughs> um, are you first or am I first? I think you're first this okay. week. All right. Well, let's get started. Okay. <clears throat> I'm going to drink some of my champagne. Awesome. Okay, mine is a little bit long, and it has quite a few details, so just bear with me as we we get through it. Um, We are going to take a trip to Toronto. Oh, Um, Have you been to Toronto? I've never been to Toronto. Me either. I've never been to Canada at all. I mean, why not go and visit? I think you can just drive there. You know how here, we can just drive to Tijuana? Yeah. I wonder if you can just drive I think you can. to Canada. The reason why I think you can is because I saw an episode on that 70s show where they just drove, <laughs> they just drove across the border. Yeah. <laughs> so. That might be that might be a plan. Yeah. What? Cocktail murder from Canada? From Toronto? Oh my god. Cocktail oh. murder, eh? <laughs> 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 Stupid. 
Um, let me give you guys uh, where I got my information from because we want to give credit to yes. you guys. We are not professional investigators. Oh, God, yeah. We are not investigative journalists. No. We Google. Yes, we Google a lot of our shit. Yes. And we, we still like artists. So we still love other people's articles, but also yes. give them credit. We want to give them credit because, yeah. yeah, we didn't pull this from our ass. We got exactly. it from pretty good people that actually did the real work yeah they did the research yes so thank you yes so i first got some of my information from none other than wikipedia of Of course course. of course um i got an article by sheena goodyear on cbc radio Mm. and an article i didn't um find the name of who wrote this article but this one was on gaystarnews.com okay Okay, so again, we're going to Toronto. So there's a small neighborhood called Church and Wellesley, Mm. which is known to be the gay enclave of Toronto. Um, I hope I said that right. Enclave? Is that how you say it? I don't know. Okay, whatever. I don't know what word that is at all. (laughs) I just it sounds good. I don't know. It was on it was on the article, so oh. I just... <laughs> it's okay. I like it. I like it. it. Sounds right. Um so this little area was actually called Toronto's Gay Village. Okay. And it's kind of like here in San Diego, we have Hillcrest. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. oh my god, I love Hillcrest. Yeah. It's so much fun. Shout out to Baja Betty's, that's my favorite brunch spot. Shout out to <laughs> Gossip Grill, that's my favorite kicking spot. Okay. <laughs> So, from 2010 to 2017, seven years, this fun little neighborhood was under attack, and men began disappearing, and it was the work of Bruce MacArthur. Oh, shit. So, we're going to give a quick background of Bruce, and you know we don't like to talk about the murderer ever, 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 but, um, you know, sometimes you got to give a little bit of background. Okay, so Bruce, he was raised on a farm in Canada. Um, His parents fostered many Toronto children, Mm. so their home was always filled with six to ten kids at all times. Uh, His parents were very religious, and Bruce knew that they wouldn't approve of him being gay. Mm. So he grew up denying his sexual orientation, and he ended up marrying a woman woman in which he had a son and a daughter with. Mm. He began having sexual affairs with men in 1990 Mm. and eventually came out to his wife. Mm. Um... I actually knew someone, it was like someone I knew years ago, and she was with her husband for like 20 years, and Mm. he came out to her. Wow. And I asked her, I'm like, did you know, like, did you suspect that he was gay the whole time? And she was like, I had no idea. And it was, I was just like, wow, Wow. like, whoa, you think you know someone. You really do. Yeah. Wow. Um... Okay, so in 1997, they separated, and that's when Bruce began frequenting bars and clubs in Toronto's gay village. Mm. So in 2001, on Halloween, Bruce met a male sex worker named Mark Henderson, and they met at Mark's home. While walking into his apartment, Bruce struck him in the back of the head with a metal pipe, and he struck him over and over again. Mark lost consciousness. But eventually, he gained his consciousness back, and he called 911. Um, Bruce actually turned himself in for the attack. But when he turned himself in, he said he had not remembered doing it or why he did it. That's... Like, okay. So it was just, like, an impulsive thing that... 
Well, he pleaded guilty, but basically he got nothing for attacking this guy. What? Um, and jail time was recommended by the, by, I want to say the court, but I don't know how Canada's like, oh, their system, system is, is like a little yeah. bit different. It's actually called like the crown. It's not called court. It's oh, called the crown. Yeah. Okay. Um, they, uh, yeah, so it was recommended, but the court believed that Bruce was a low risk to reoffend. Mm. So they said, so they basically were like, okay. Don't do it again. Yeah, basically, is what they said. They are nice. Um, there, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, they said there was a possibility that the attack was because he was on anti seizure medication. And then he also popped a muscle relaxant that was recreationally used in that area um, before having sex with someone. Mm. So they felt like, oh. so that's why he like didn't get anything yeah. because one, they didn't think he'd reoffend, and two, they felt like the mixture of the medications like made him made him impulsively hit yeah. somebody in the back of the head with a, a metal pipe. Yeah. <laughs> like, that sounds crazy to me, yeah. but... Whatever. Whatever, yeah. yeah. So, um, Bruce spent one year on house arrest, and he had a six months... He had six months with the curfew, which... Bruce was 50 years old at the time. So what the fuck is a curfew going to do? I yeah. mean, he's probably in, in by before. 6 p.m. Yeah, exactly. So it's like... Sleep by then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then he had three months of probation. Mm. He was also forbidden to possess firearms for 10 years. He wasn't allowed to consume drugs unless they were prescribed. And he needed to take anger management. Mm. Which is like weird these are just like weird things because they didn't have like a probation like you know here if somebody's on probation they have to check in with their probation officer yeah. like whatever however many times yeah they didn't have that for him so they were basically saying like what's the point of doing this if yeah. nobody's gonna check on him to make sure that mm. he's not that he doesn't have firearms, that he's right. not on drugs, that he's going to anger management, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. it was just weird. So everything about it was already fucked up. Yeah. Um, later on, the attack was actually expunged from Bruce's record. Okay. And I wasn't able to find out why they expunged it, but it was. So that means, like, basically the entire thing was wiped out. He didn't even have to really serve the probation or the one year on mm. house arrest because they were just like... Okay. Whatever, we expunged it. I think they thought he was a 50-year-old man. And he's not going to do it again. Yeah, he. they didn't think that he would reoffend, yeah. so they just let it all go. In 2002, Bruce became known in the village for his BDSM fetish. Oh, wow. Yeah, so BDSM, if you guys don't know, that's bondage, discipline. Submissive. It's oh dominance and submission. I literally put Dominican and Dominican. submission. That is so funny. <laughs> Whoops. Dominican Why did I fetish? Dominican fetish. That's, That's BDSM. That is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like how you paused. You're like, um, I'm like, what am I trying to say? Right. Dominican. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> I don't have that fetish. Yeah, I've never heard of that one yeah. <laughs> um and uh sadomasochism oh. um okay and so he was on several dating sites such as recon silver daddies 
Man Jam, Grinder, Bear 411, Bear Forest, Scruff, Daddy Hunt, Squirt, and Growler. Squirt? (laughs) Wow, that's straight to the point. Okay, right, exactly. I don't think anyone's looking for a a marriage partner. No, not in Squirt. I don't think on Squirt they are. Or Silver Daddies. Or Silver Daddies. Or Daddy Hunt. Yeah, yeah. Or uh, Man Jam. Or Man Jam. painful exactly um okay so well first of all i've only been on one dating site this this seems like a lot to handle i know to go through oh man how many people are there i was i was on one dating site aka tinder of course and literally those messages that like people i would match with sat there for months and months because i just it's like i didn't have the time to go back yeah and and after that it's like after you match it's like yeah yeah it really is like oh he thinks i'm cute and then you just keep it pushing exactly it's not like really care yeah i'd really just be thinking like i wonder if i'm gonna match with this guy yeah um Okay, so Bruce's reputation went from knowing that he had a BDSM fetish to basically, like, everybody knew this guy was really rough in mm. the bed, and no one really wanted to deal with him because it was just, he was really intense. Like, yeah. it got really intense with people. So, he was banned from Toronto's Gay Village. Mm. Like, banned. by the people, basically. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right. <laughs> So this is where it starts to get a little fucked up, you guys. Okay. So, and excuse me, these names are a little hard. So if I okay. pronounce them wrong, I apologize in advance. So Skandaraj Navaratnam, a.k.a. Skanda, he was a 40-year-old man that moved to Canada from Sri Lanka in the 90s as a refugee. So he settled in Toronto's gay village in the 90s, and he was described to be very social and fun and always ready to help. He was very educated and had an interest in global affairs. One of the bartenders at a bar called Zippers, which is one of the most popular bars in that area, um, said that he was the kind of guy that basically when he would start laughing, everyone else would start laughing too for no reason, which is like, I know people like that. It's like nothing is really funny, but you start laughing and it's just contagious. Yeah. Um, so in the early 2000s, he began dating Bruce MacArthur. None of his friends liked Bruce, but Skanda seemed to be really happy with him, so no one really said anything. Mm. Which, if you feel some type of way about my man... Yeah, um, and you're really close to me. Yeah, I, I mean, I've been in situations where, like, I know... I've told people that I love and know that their significant other is just something about them is off, mm-hmm. and they didn't like that, mm-hmm. but... I felt like I don't care if you don't like that I don't like them. I yeah. just I, I you're need not you to know. It, yeah, you're not saying it to ruin the relationship. Right. It's really just an FYI. You know, yeah, exactly. like uh, yeah, I don't think you're doing it to tarnish it. It's just like hey, something about him is kind of making me uncomfortable. Like the way he said this or did this, yeah. I'm not sure. Or, yeah. You know, yeah. It's just like, you know, you care about the person. Yeah. You want- I just want you to be aware of it. Yeah. Because when you're in a relationship and we not, know, you, yeah. you know, your man can do no wrong when uh, you're in right. the relationship right. and you're in love. So sometimes it does take somebody outside to just raise that red flag. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Okay, so on September 6th of 2010, 
That was the, or I'm sorry, September 6th of 2010, Skanda was last seen leaving Zippers, the popular bar, with the man. He was reported missing 10 days later. Bruce was not investigated in the disappearance of Skanda. Mm. Which, okay. Yes, okay. <sighs> so, moving on, moving on. Okay. Abdul Basir Fazi. A 42-year-old husband and father of two was an immigrant from Afghanistan, and he moved to the suburbs with his family, um, to the suburbs of Brampton. Mm. Back home, he was told that he should never come out as gay and that he should either find God or leave. Okay. Clearly, he left. Abdul Basir was, in fact, living a double life in Canada. Um, On one hand, he was a husband and a father, and from what I've read, he was a great husband and a great father. Mm. Um, But on the other hand, he was also a gay man that had never come out to anyone, um, and he frequented bars in Toronto's gay village. He was hired by Bruce to work for his landscaping company. So Bruce owned a landscaping company. Um, And after starting to work for him, they developed a sexual relationship with each other. He was last seen December 28th of 2010 while at Black Eagle Bar in Steamworks Bathhouse. He was reported missing the next day by his family. And the police initially told his wife that... uh, Oh my gosh. Oh, God. The police initially told his wife that he may have just abandoned them and he didn't want to be found. See, like, can we stop with that? Why would they say that? Yeah, like, we had a live recently uh, yeah. where they thought, or the, you know, it was a, of a missing girl and uh-huh. the police officer said she was 23. The officer said maybe she doesn't want to be found. Maybe yeah. She, maybe no. she just ran away and no, just doesn't want to come back. No, if you have a whole like, family... You have a whole family, and they you don't dis- just up and leave. Exactly, and then not only that, a person just doesn't disappear off the face of the earth and leave everything. Hello, it, that's it's not the that, movies. That's the like, thing that too. Doesn't like, happen. Okay, say my husband did. He couldn't take it, and he abandoned us, and right. didn't want to be found. I don't care. Go fucking find my husband. Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. I, I don't care if you yeah. think he just doesn't want to be found. Exactly. Go fucking find, Go him. find Look, him. We have a family. He yeah. needs to take care of exactly. this shit. And then, Are you kidding me? You can't just leave your family. I do have to say there was a case um, that I had saw recently of this like white girl that was missing. Like she, um, everyone thought that she like got murdered or some shit. Like I don't know. Anyways, turns out she wasn't murdered, and she, in fact, did run away and didn't want to be found. But the fact that the police officers did their due diligence to find her and then finally reported (sighs) back to the parents and said, okay, look, we did find her. She is safe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's the least that you could do with all cases and not just cases of blonde white girls. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, come on. Yeah, Yeah. even, yeah, if he didn't want to be found, well, the least you could do is go look for him. And make sure he's alive. And then let her know, like, hey, we found him. And, and he doesn't, he doesn't want to be, be found. Yeah. <laughs> like, he doesn't want to be found. It's so simple. move on with your life. Don't so yeah. stupid. Don't just assume. Like you're wasting so much time. Ex- exactly. You know? And then we have cases like 
this yeah, where um, like yeah. shit gets really fucked up. Oh no. Um so yeah, so that's what they told her initially, but later his car was found abandoned on Moore Avenue near a ravine that was a popular cruising um like spot for gay men yeah. to go to. And uh Bruce was not investigated in this mm. disappearance either. Okay, so just like Abdul Basir, Majid Kahan, who was 58 years old, was an immigrant from Afghanistan, and he was also living a double life. Mm. He had a wife and children, but he also frequented the village as well. And he was also hired by Bruce to help him with his landscaping business. They also developed a sexual relationship. He was last seen in the village on October 18th of 2012. His adult son reported him missing about a week later when he was unable to get a hold of him. And, uh, yeah, he, he was just reported missing. And Bruce was not investigated in his disappearance either. Mm. Um, I will say, too, like, when it comes to these cases, you would think, like, okay, all, like, I've talked about three men. All three of them knew Bruce. Mm. They were known to know Bruce. Um... Why wouldn't you think to investigate Bruce? Exactly. Like, they all have one person, one in, person common. in common. that already has a record. Or yeah. Or had one. Had one they, because it was expunged. Yeah. yeah. But you you should kind of know of that activity. Like, yeah. Like, well, he did kind of beat someone's head in. Hello. Yeah. And, and then, like, so on the other hand with this, too, is, like, I did read that, like, Part of the reason why they weren't able to put two and two together is because Abdul Basir and Majid were both living double lives. So they didn't really think to, mm. like when they were trying to figure out what happened to them when they had disappeared or when they went missing, mm -hmm. they weren't thinking to look on like the life on the gay side oh. they were only looking on their straight life with their family and their children wow, and yeah. where these are people these are men that immigrated from afghanistan so yeah. it's not like they had like a lot of family or a lot of friends on that side yeah, at least yeah. you know so i could kind of get that but that's why you just you have to dig a little bit deeper it's called you investigating yeah like yeah. that's the point of investigating yeah. you're supposed to try and get the full story yeah Saroosh Mahmoudi was a refugee from Iran. That sounds good. <laughs> okay. It sounds good to me. Okay. And he met and married his wife in Canada. So he was not connected to the village like the others were, but he was in a four-year relationship with a transgender woman um, who frequented the village before he met and married his wife. Mm -hmm. So he was last seen on August 15th of 2015 and was reported missing by his wife a couple of days later. Um, now, we are not exactly sure how he would be connected to Bruce, but again, Bruce was not investigated um, in his okay. disappearance. Okay, just a couple more, you guys. I know these, like, these victims... No, it, keep, it, yeah, but keep it going. Yeah, it's, it's just so fucked one. up having to, like, yeah. talk about them back to back to back because yeah. it's like, how how did you not catch this guy Connect. yet? Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. Ugh, how many so more crazy. victims do you need to catch exactly. on to what's going on? And I, I know you guys are paying attention to the yeah. names. Like, mm -hmm. these are, like, these are foreign men, yeah. and so... We know how they are, not only with just foreign men, but these are Middle Eastern, like, um, uh, East Asian or South Asian? Where's India? <laughs> Is that South Asian? East Asian? 
I don't know. But you know what I mean. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. Okay, so uh, next is um, Andrew Kinsman, and he was a 49-year-old man, and he was... And he was an LGBT activist and a former bartender in the village. And he had a lot of friends um, and he was very popular. So when he went missing on in June of 2017, he was reported immediately. Mm. He had known Bruce for over a decade. And wow. Yeah, over a decade. And eventually began helping him with his landscaping business. Um, people said that they would see him like carrying big bags of Aww. mulch. I don't know what yeah. the fuck it would be. Like <laughs> mulch, maybe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um... Of course, just like the others, they also developed a sexual relationship. Oh, However, when Andrew went missing, Bruce was not investigated in his disappearance. Still? How are you not putting these together? I just, exactly. I don't get that. Yeah. All these people have one person in common. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. And a person okay. who already has a violent past. I just, just want to keep throwing that out hello? there. Yeah. Oh my gosh. He was banned from the village. Yeah, he, <laughs> like... Oh, my gosh. Okay, so Salim Isen, and he was a 44-year-old man, and he was from Turkey, and he moved to Canada to marry his boyfriend. Unfortunately, it was known to be a very unhealthy relationship, and so he ended up having to stay with friends often because it was a toxic environment. He became unemployed, and he started getting into drugs, and after some time, he ended up going to get counseling from St. Stephen's Community House. Mm. This is where Bruce was also a client. So Bruce, I believe, did the landscaping um, for this community house. Bruce was very trusted within the organization. Um, Salim was reported missing on April 20th of 2017. Mm. Um, okay. Dean Lissowick and... Karushna Kanagaratnam. They were both actually hard stories to find. I didn't get a lot of their past or like what kind of happened to them, but they were both basically homeless um, and they were kind of living on the streets. Dean was um, a male sex worker mm -hmm. and they were both kind of getting money how they live. Karushna, he was an immigrant and he was. Um, or I want to say he was a refugee and he was a refugee that like came on a boat from Thailand that sunk and only like a couple of them survived mm. and he was one of the survivors and he was actually getting ready to be or in the process of getting deported um, during this time. Mm. Um, so these are both men that they were just they were on the streets. They didn't have anybody, didn't have, you know, anything. Yeah. Um, they had no relatives, no family, and when they went missing, there was no one to report it. So that was like the hard thing about this was these two guys went missing and nobody even knew yeah. that they went missing because they didn't really have anyone, which I don't know why that makes me so sad to not have anyone to be like, like, where are you? Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. like, it, I think, you yeah, know, I think. That's sad as well, because I can only imagine, like, going back to our belligerent topic, um, you know, 
So, well, okay, well, this is what I thought about during our belligerent topic, um, how we were talking about celebrating life and knowing that there are people around you that support yeah. you and care about you and that you can lean on. And there are people out there where they don't, don't. have anyone at all. Yeah. So, like, the fact that they just get, you know, murdered or yeah. hurt pretty badly and they can't even run to anyone and exactly. find safety anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, everywhere is a jungle to yeah. them, you know? And then not to mention, when you are on the streets like these two guys are, Man. even when you do try to go get help, they're they kind of dust away. you off. Yeah, yeah because they turn- they're like... Mm-hmm. Well, you live on the streets. You live that quote-unquote high-risk lifestyle. Yeah. Oh, you know, we fucking hate that. Yeah, seriously. So they just don't even really take them seriously. Yeah. And it's like, it's oh, so yeah. good. That just makes me so sad. Yeah. Um. Okay, so it seemed like men were disappearing left and right mm-hmm. in the village. And the police weren't able to come up with any leads or suspects or anything. Mm. Which just seems like, what the fuck? What mm. the fuck? You know? However, there were three task forces that were created. Uh, The first one, they were called Project Houston, which they received an anonymous tip that led investigators to Bruce MacArthur. Okay. But they weren't able to gather any evidence against him, and so they had to disband. Okay. Uh, The next one was Missing Rainbow Community, and they were same thing. They weren't able to come up with any evidence, and they were just basically like, we can't keep this task force going, mm-hmm. and we have no no leads, no suspects. And then the last one was Project Prism. They were able to find surveillance footage of Andrew Kinsman, one of the victims, approach a 2004 Dodge Caravan, which was later found to belong to Bruce MacArthur. Holy shit. So I couldn't imagine being the third task force and then yeah. getting this information and then, and then being like, fuck yeah. Yeah, like, like I know, like I did it. Yeah. I cracked like, it. Yeah. We did what you couldn't do, motherfuckers. Ex- exactly. Exactly. We're the dream team. Yeah, over exactly. Here. Exactly. Yeah. And I will say the leader of this task force was black. I'm gonna oh, just say that. Oh, and I'm just even say better. <laughs> yeah. Even better. And then I thought this story couldn't get any more interesting. Yeah, right. <laughs> Um, okay, so, okay, so yeah, they saw that it had belonged to Bruce MacArthur, but when they went to Bruce's home to find the car and, like, basically find that match, it had been sold. Oh, okay. So, however, they took a bunch of time, and I mean, this task force did it. This guy, I'm gonna get his name so I can, I can tell you guys his name, because the leader of this task force, he, he fucking did this shit. Um, so they took all this time to find out who the car was sold to. Now, the thing Mm. about it was that they weren't trying to tip off Bruce. Okay. This whole time. Okay. So they're like surveilling Bruce and trying to get information on him without him knowing that we're following you yeah. and we're getting information yeah. on you. Yeah. Um, mm. But with them basically like they were like getting his phone records, they were getting like his um, last logins from his computer. It was wow. just like all this stuff. Yeah. And I don't know how different canada is from america because here it's almost like there's like you can't like surveil someone without them knowing like that's just not Mm -hmm. i don't think that you're even allowed to do that Mm -hmm. like putting cameras up and stuff you're not allowed to do that i don't think so but in canada it's like it's like watching a movie and i'll like show you so 
so they took all this time again and they found out who the car was sold who who was sold to they found the guy wow and then they told the guy basically like hey we're taking this in for evidence yeah boom and that was that like I you know it. here in america it takes you like 10 years it, to get a warrant to get, to get this car permission like, yeah, yeah like do your job they found yeah. the dude and was like hey we yeah. need this and, exactly. and that was that the badge and use their badge for good essentially <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> Um, so they obtained the car in hopes of finding any leftover evidence. Mm-hmm. Now, this was still like kind of a Hail Mary because this is months and months after um, the last victim. And they're just like they were just trying to find something. Um, and they did. Mm. So they found small traces of blood okay. and they tested it. And they found that they found blood was belonging to Andrew Kinsman and blood that belonged to Selim Essen. So, investigators, um, okay, yeah, so police were like, hell yeah, like, we have this car, yeah. we have the blood of the victims in the car, um, but this was not quite enough for them. Mm. Uh, so, the investigators also obtained warrants to covertly enter Bruce's apartment and clone his hard drive. Oh. So they shit. basically are still doing all of this shit and Bruce MacArthur has no idea yeah, so that they like snuck in they like snuck wow. into his home. <laughs> wow. And cloned his hard drive. Dude, that is like a movie. Right? Like, yeah, exactly. No. I like exactly. this. Right? Yeah. I like this a lot. And I don't know the whole thing because you think like, okay, this is enough evidence to bring even the blood itself. That's enough evidence to bring him in. So I don't know if they got the blood evidence and we're still like, no, let's build a case that he cannot get out of. Yeah. Or if they got this stuff in, it's not illegal to obtain it, but is it legal to use in court? You know, like I just, I, I don't oh, know shit. how Canada yeah, works. Yeah. But mm, that's a great, yeah. You, yeah. you never know. You never yeah. know, but it is like a movie, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, where was I? Okay. So after looking at all of the files, um, that were on his computer, they found photos. Oh my god. They found photos of both Andrew and Salem after he had killed them. <gasps> so they were post-mortem photos no. of them. Oh yes. my god, that is so sick. Right? Oh my god. And once again, you think, easy, this is evidence we're bringing him in yeah. right now. But they did not stop there. So they had Bruce on full surveillance. I mean, they had cameras around Which his entire apartment. Makes sense because if there's two, then there's got to be more victims. There has to be. Yeah, yeah, and so that's another thing where it's like, yeah, I'm sure can't... that they knew that there were other men but that they were needed popping to up prove, missing. They yeah, needed to prove it exactly. So yeah. they're like, instead of just stopping at these two, let's keep yeah keep going see what else we can find so again they had him on full surveillance had cameras everywhere people like police officers staking out yeah and basically the thing was was we're gonna watch him and see if he brings another man into his home Mm. and if he brings another man into his home obviously that's a threat to his safety yeah and so that'll be our cue to jump up and go on january 18th they saw a young Middle Eastern man oh enter Bruce's home, and police went to arrest Bruce. Oh. 
when they entered Bruce's home, the young man was tied to <gasps> Bruce's bed with tape over his mouth and a black bag over his head. Oh my god. This guy is sadistic. Oh my god. Isn't that crazy? Oh my god. And then like so uh, when I was reading it, it's like they don't know if like if he was going to be the next victim yeah. or if I mean, Bruce was known to be, like, the sadomasochist, like, crazy dude. Like, was he just gonna have sex with him and this is how he had sex? Yeah, but no. But tied up, bag over your head, tape over your mouth. I would say tied up. Okay, you can have that thought process of maybe this is just First of all, do not tie me up. Oh, no. I would... uh, No. I... No. If I trust you, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. If I trust you. (laughs) Tape over the mouth, that's... That's, that's a bit much. That's a bit much, yeah. though. That's a bit much, but a bag over your head. That's crazy. That's, that I smell murder. And I don't want to kink shame, but that shit sounds this, terrible. No, it sounds horrible. I would be turned off immediately. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be sweating and crying. I'd be scared, yeah. Yeah. I'd be scared. I'd, I'd have just, a panic attack. Yeah, there's no way. Ugh. So, yeah, that's how they find him. How they found him. Um... And then they arrested Bruce, of course. Yeah. Even oh. without finding the bodies of Andrew and Salem, investigators knew that they had enough evidence for a murder, for two murder convictions. Absolutely. So they're like, so that's the thing, too, is like, they didn't find the bodies, but so happy that they built all of this stuff up against him, because how can you, like, deny yeah. any of this yeah. evidence? Yeah. Like, whatever, so... They were only able to prove two murders at the time because investigators were trying to find out. um, Wait, okay, wait. Yeah, they were able to prove those two murders at the time. um, And again, investigators were trying to find out if he was linked to any of the other men that had gone missing. So they traced all of Bruce's online activity. Um, They went through all of his records, like absolutely everything that had to do with him because clearly this guy is fucking crazy and i think in their heads they were probably like nah he gotta be we just gotta find the evidence of him being linked to them yeah so by the end of january they had their answers oh my god so remember bruce was a landscaper yeah here we go (laughs) so the police pretty much got search warrants from all of the properties that he had worked on holy shit by january 18th they had searched almost 30 of his properties that he worked on, and one of the properties was the high-rise condos that okay. Bruce had previously lived in, and they brought the cadaver dogs, and the cadaver dogs, they took special interest in some of the large planner boxes. A week later, police announced that they had found at least three dismembered skeletal remains oh, in two of the planner boxes. My God. There were 12 planner boxes in total. Holy shit. And so they found three people, three yeah. dismembered remains, three different people and only two of them. And there were 12 planner boxes in this one property. Yeah. So in February, they announced that they, that they found um, more remains of three more people in other planners near the home. Holy shit. 
additional planters throughout the entire city were seized. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, nah, no, we're we about to check all, all these planters. Yeah, and I'm up. assuming they were like a specific one, especially ones yeah. that he would use mm-hmm. on all of and these different properties. Yeah. yeah. Um, and sure enough, more remains were found in those other ones. Um, so in July... Oh, wait. Okay, yeah. So more remains were, were found. So basically, he was just stuffing like the remains of his victims throughout the entire city of Toronto. Mm. Everywhere he worked, it's like he stuffed a hand or a foot or something. Like, it's just like so fucked up. Okay, so in July, they brought cadaver dogs to a nearby ravine um, where they found more remains. And remember, one of the victims, um, it's actually the one with the wife and kids, the one that the police said abandoned the family, his car was found abandoned by that ravine. Um, So they found his remains there. So yeah, this guy was like spreading body parts and remains around the entire city of Toronto. My gosh. Uh, Bruce's sentencing began on February 4th of 2019, and MacArthur declined to address the court. Mm. So he basically said nothing throughout the entire process. Oh, my God. Not only did he not show remorse, but he was just quiet. He did not... Just try to disconnect himself from... from Exactly, from wow. everything. Mm-hmm. On February 8th, Bruce MacArthur was sentenced to life in prison... With eligibility for parole in 25 years. Holy what? Okay. Which sounds... It doesn't make any sense. No, you shouldn't even have... Like, you shouldn't even be able to look forward to that. No. And that's the thing... Uh, Yeah, no. Especially if if you've taken another life. I know in other countries, they're all about, like, rehabilitation as opposed to, like, Mm -hmm. you know, torturing you mentally. But if you're a murderer... Yeah, but no, this right here... Yeah, if you're a murderer... You're a serial killer. I don't think they need to be rehabilitated at all. No, no. That you're you're going to like clearly one wasn't enough two wasn't yeah. enough three wasn't enough you have eight bodies right and there could be more who knows yeah. you know and so it's like you don't just like suppress that feeling no. you don't get to get yeah. out and try to suppress it no like ugh. so any but anyways listen to this so oh god okay justin mcmahon who was the guy that gave the sentence <sighs> Stated that he can apply for parole when he is 91 years old. Because remember, this guy was already kind of old. Um, He can apply for parole at 91 years old. However, he's overweight with type 2 diabetes. So it's unlikely he'll he'll even live that long. (laughs) So when I read that, I just started cracking up. Because of course I'm like, what the fuck? You shouldn't even get... Pearl. Right, right. But he but was like, like, nah. <laughs> yeah, it was like, sure. He's not You'll even going to. in 10 years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. right. And we're not going to waste money on, I don't know if they have, um, like, a death sentence in Canada, but I'm sure they're, if they do, yeah. they're probably, we're not going to waste money on death row for this guy. Like, yeah. it's going to die anyways. Yeah. So, yes, that is the story of Bruce MacArthur. Oh, my God. Um, I will, like, I took a note, and I thought that this was so disturbing. Uh-oh. So, Bruce had a son, and his name was Todd. Okay. And uh, Todd had gotten into some trouble or whatever for mm-hmm. harassing a woman. Ugh. Yeah. And, um, and he had to live with his dad, Bruce. And and they did not like he didn't like his dad because... Okay. And he didn't like his dad because his dad was gay, yeah. basically. And he 
left the family. Like, you know, yeah. it's like maybe he didn't not yeah. like him because he was gay, but he was probably was like, just, dude. Just hurt because it's like, come on. Dude. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so one time Todd's friend had visited their house and he went into Bruce's bathroom to use the bathroom mm -hmm. and the wall was filled with photos of naked men with erections. What the fuck? Yeah. Oh. And Ugh. most of the men were East Indian or Middle Eastern. And wow. like, yeah, and so the friend had like mentioned it and he said that Bruce just was like, oh yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Like, so? So what? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's just like so weird. So disturbing. Uh, yeah. Ew. <sighs> yeah. What a crazy story. Right? I, I, yeah, no, again, the fact that you have an M.O., Similar That's very men, clear. you know, similar men. Yeah, they were all clearly, like Middle Eastern, East yeah, Indian, and and had like a double life. Like I would look into, like, sure, they look like they have a perfect, happy family, but let's look into them a little. What's more. on the other side? Yeah, exactly. What's mm -hmm. going on? What do they have in common except mm -hmm. for their ethnicities? You exactly. Know? Like, yeah, I, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. It's like the mo was there and been there from the beginning. Yeah. yeah from the beginning and wow. it's just so fucked up because even like the very first like story about this was when he assaulted um a man uh he was a male sex worker mark henderson and then they were just like well he's probably not going to re-offend because remember this guy was like 50s oh let, let's play this game guess what race it is oh! <laughs> okay give me the description <laughs> his name uh -huh. is What's his name? Oh, his name is Bruce McArthur. Mm. He grew up on a farm in Canada. Ah. He has parents that were very religious, so he was not allowed to tell them that he was gay. Okay. And? And what else about him? What's his son's name? His son's name is Todd. Oh, he's white. <laughs> he's absolutely white. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. He would be considered a bear, I believe. A what? A bear? Oh, the type of gay. Yeah, yeah. like they like the ones with the beard. <laughs> oh, like yeah, yeah. A little bit heavier yeah, set. Not yeah, heavy yeah. set, but yeah. 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 That's their type of zaddy. Yeah, I'm assuming. Yeah, I'm right. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Not sure. I'm not. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. He's like, so it's like even it's just like even more fucked up. And it's like I'm reading these names, and these are Middle Eastern, and you know yeah. I love me some Middle Eastern men. You sure do. Yeah. Woo. And yeah. like the they're very fact, good, very good looking. Yes, very, <laughs> very. Um, and it's in. If you see a picture, I'll show you a picture of, of him. Okay. And it's right. It's like, and this is what society has made us believe. He's like this older white guy. You mm. would never like looking at him. You wouldn't think like yeah. he's capable of doing, doing these all things. Of that. Yeah. And that's what's fucked up about <sighs> like the judicial guy. system, right? Yeah. Is that a lot of a lot of things are based on feelings. A lot mm -hmm. of sentences are based on feelings. Like I feel like and this bias. guy looks yeah. like a bad guy. Being biased. So and, and it's like, and I think that's what's fucked up about this case is like the first time he f did something super fucked up they were like oh he doesn't and look then, like yeah, he'd do it again it might be out of his character when when yeah. it was when actually it was because he didn't kill the guy that time you know mm. it's like mm. um oh my god he looks 
he looks like my he looks like my math teacher in high school. Dude, yeah, he looks like a math teacher. Wow. Yeah, he looks like a very outstanding, sweet old guy. He looks Jesus like him? your average Joe. He looks like a Joe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he does. He, <laughs> he really looks does. like a Joe. He has silver hair, he has a silver beard. Yeah, he has a nice like, grin. Oh my gosh. Wow. It's just so sad. That is crazy. So sad. Yeah, but yeah, I like you can't go based off of being biased and exactly. go based off of stereotypes. Exactly. And look at his victims. Oh, All like Middle Eastern. Oh my gosh. I will Poor point guys. out this is Andrew Kinsman, and. I'm sure he's from Canada. Yes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah right. He looks like it, yeah. Yeah, it's the mustache. <laughs> um, yeah. And he's the only, the only white guy out of yeah. the other victims, and. Uh, wow. I just. So uh. his was the case that actually was they were able to link him to mm. Bruce and that was the one that was able to like take down Bruce. Yeah. So I'm grateful for that. But also at the same time it's like they looked so deep into the white guy and not into that the they others. found Bruce. Yeah. But when it came to the other to everybody I mean, else was Middle Eastern. Yeah, especially with the the guy where um they said that he left on purpose and didn't yeah. want to be bound, and that was just a pure assumption. And that was this guy. That guy? Yeah. Oh, heck no, he's not just leaving his family. He doesn't look like he's going to leave his family. No, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so I did, I'm not even going to lie, I felt some type of way about that. Like, it's yeah. the white guy who they, like, really looked into, and they found, yeah. and I'm grateful that they found Bruce, but... I mean, we. This is why we're cocktail murder because yeah. we see the difference mm-hmm. um, as to how they handled his case and how they handled the others. Exactly. But yeah. Wow. That's the story. Great story. Wow. Great story, Taj. Great, great, great story. It's a roller coaster. I know, such a roller coaster. Um, long but very entertaining and interesting mm-hmm. along the way. Mine is a bit shorter, for sure. Um, okay, here we go. <laughs> Do it. Yeah, so we're just going to go ahead and get into it. Okay. Lynn Mason dials 911 while telling her nieces, quote, come here. The dispatcher asks about her emergency, and she replies with, We need the police immediately. She then desperately cries and says, We need an ambulance. After the dispatcher assured Lynn that police are on their way, Lynn tells her nieces to stay inside while she goes outside to check out what's going on. Lynn had indicated that there was blood everywhere, and the niece's mother, Aisha Fraser, was dead. Aisha Fraser is from Shaker Heights, Ohio. Aisha was a beautiful woman full of energy and life. She was always willing to help anybody and would never go out of her way to harm anyone. She was an amazing mother, daughter, and friend. Um, She had two children with Lance Mason. Her daughters are Audrey and Ava Mason. Lance was a Cuyahoga County judge and Aisha was a teacher at Woodbury Elementary School. Um, the bar- the marriage was not the best at all. 
Um, in fact, Lance was quite abusive towards her. Um, so in August of 2014, Lance attacked Aisha in front of their two daughters on their way back from a funeral. He punched her 20 times, slammed her face in the dash of his SUV, and made her walk home. I think I know this story. Yeah? Two days later, Aisha filed for a divorce. You, yes, and girl. yeah, and with that, yes. I just want to point out the strength of filing, you know, for a divorce yeah. only two days after being abused. Exactly. And who knows? I'm sure this has been gone on for yeah. years. We don't know yeah, that. I'm just going. Start I'm only there, exactly. Like, yeah. yeah, I'm only going based off of what was reported. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of abused victims stay for years or they never leave their abusers, mm-hmm. especially when children are involved. Oh, you yeah. know, so I just yeah. like want the, the fact that she from what I've seen based off of that incident immediately filed for a divorce. Um, she just had that strength to leave. And mm-hmm. that's just incredible. Yeah. yeah. Very true. It takes so, so much. Exactly. To do that. Yeah. During the divorce, Lance was sent to prison on felonious assault and domestic violence charges for about two years. Um, so he was a judge, and he had fellow judges. Damn, a judge. A judge. I totally forgot he was a judge. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, he was a judge, so he had fellow judges write letters stating that this was completely out of character, and this isn't him, and oh he's such a nice God. guy. Oh, and really? Isn't that crazy? Interesting. Yeah. Um, and so, but by the time he served his time in prison, Aisha and Lance were officially divorced, um, since November 12th, 2015. Aisha and Lance shared custody of the two daughters. They would do their exchanges at Lance's sister's home, Lynn Mason. Um, and I believe his uncle also lived at that house. Um, so basically they've been living separately and have been moving on with their lives. Mm-hmm. Aisha Fraser then meets Ronald Williams, and the two clicked right away. They met in college at Florida A&M University, FAMU, (laughs) um, and in 2016, they sparked a relationship. Ronald then moved to Cleveland to be with Aisha in July of 2016. Um, Okay, so they had planned a future together, especially after planning... um, Oh, yeah. Yeah, so he moved in with her in July of 2016, um, and um, they had a future together, and they planned on spending Thanksgiving with Ronald's family in Atlanta. Mm. Ronald head out early on a Sunday to prepare to spend the holidays, and Aisha was to trail along possibly like the following day to Atlanta. Ronald was not able to get a hold of Aisha, so Ronald then texted Aisha Fraser's mother saying, quote, Mama Fraser, where, is everything okay? And she responded with, no, it's not, Ron. I'm sitting in front of a crime scene, and I've been here for an hour. I don't know what's going on. What? So for him, of course, he, like, immediately freaked out. Uh, yeah, of course. Um, so let's backtrack to Saturday from that Sunday. Um, So the day before, Aisha went to drop off the two daughters at the house on Chagrin Boulevard, or Chagrin, I don't know. Um, As she walked out of the car with the children, Aisha was attacked. The rest of the content of the 911 call made by Lynn Mason went like this. Lynn said, they're outside, I don't know, I heard screaming. 
Dispatcher asked if there were any guns or knives involved. Lynn responded with, I think there might be. Then Lynn goes outside to check to see what's happening. And she then told the dispatcher he stabbed her and he said she's dead. Oh my gosh. Lance Poor Mason. Baby had to watch that. Oh my gosh. Lance Mason walks in the house bloody. The dispatcher describes what he heard one of the daughters wailing in the background. Oof, that's great in front of the daughters. Seriously. Oh my gosh, my heart. Officers come to the scene and finds a female down that looked like she'd been stabbed. Lance Mason fled the scene, however, ran to, rammed his car into the back of another police officer's car, causing serious injuries to the cop. And I think he did this because he wanted to die as well. Mm. Like, it, did, it didn't say that's what what they kind of concluded with they spotted lance running on foot caught him and arrested him on suspected homicide i meant he was running on foot (laughs) (laughs) yeah um and then he was sentenced to life in prison on four crimes that included aggravated murder violating a protection officer grand theft and felonious assault on a peace officer wow because of this, Ohio state legislatures, um, oh yeah, sorry, yeah, so he was sentenced to life, he got that, mm-hmm. and then because of this, the Ohio state legislatures passed what is called Aisha's Law to provide more protection of domestic violence victims. That's good. The daughters are currently living with Fraser's best friend with the help of their godmother, and Aisha was a devoted, loving person to her family and friends and students. And according to Ronald, her boyfriend, she should have been protected and the system failed to do yeah. so. Yeah. 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 Seriously. Yep. Um, but that is the story of Aisha Fraser. Oh my gosh, that poor woman and those poor daughters and the poor boyfriend. I know. Oh man. Just oh. in love with her. And yeah. he, like, I was reading some of his, like, what he was saying um, about the day where he texts the mom is that he he wanted to go to Atlanta together. He didn't want to go separately because he just had this, like, a bad feeling mm-hmm. that like he wasn't sure what was going to happen of course yeah. you can't really guess what's yeah. going to happen yeah. but he just had a bad feeling that he wasn't going to see her or if he goes without her she's not going to come mm-hmm. you know and that was the thing and mm-hmm. then the worst that the worst of the worst happens when you're not around <sighs> her Another thing that I want to point out look in no way shape or form am I va- am I um blaming Lynn Mason, the sister of the guy who fucking murdered Aisha, yeah. but she was there. Mm. And I get she took the nieces away, but why didn't you de-escalate the situation yeah. altogether? She was grown, I'm sure. Grown enough to try to de-escalate it. To be least. like, hey, you're here to exchange the kids. And that's it. You know, Aisha, you're here, go, and then like corner your fucking brother. If he's doing the most, corner I mean, it, him. It dep- was he already in a rage? Was she scared to step in? You know, like True. one thing about abusers too is yeah. like they are—they're probably not just abusing their wife. You know, even if he's not physically yeah. abusing his sister, he could have like a mental. She hold probably on has. Where she was scared. Have to fear. Step in. Yeah. 
But still, it's like, yeah. yeah well, it's... I just think, like, but even then, like, I- I'm glad the protection law is is in place, especially with yeah. stuff like that. Like, if he already went to prison for two years on abusing her, I feel like an appointed peace officer should have been there regardless. Like, with every exchange. Yeah, there should, because... yeah, there should never be an exchange without supervision especially with especially when there's a violent past yeah like they're okay so i well maybe for those of you who don't was the supervision maybe she was appointed and exactly no but that's the thing and she didn't do her job yeah, to de-escalate the yeah, situation yeah. so i i work in family law we had a case where it wasn't necessarily a violent past but they just they were always arguing every time like they saw each other and did the exchange with the daughter mm-hmm. and so the um i want to say the judge basically just recommended exchanges happening in front of a police department okay yeah you yeah. know Real and yeah. like you don't have to go inside just do yeah. it in front of the building and honestly I like was, I was the system say that like don't do it at a home do no. it even if it's not in a police department doing it in a, in a very, very public, public setting yes a very public yeah. setting i forgot who it was i want to say it was like either a comedian or an actress it was a female somebody and they were talking about their lives and they said that the they did like her parents divorced and they had to exchange each other in front of like mcdonald's or something like that <laughs> like and it was it's kind of I, funny I know, but yeah I yeah know people in my life right now yeah. that do that because it's just it gets too out of pocket exactly for some reason when you're in a in the private space of a exactly home, yeah which should never happen you guys yeah. like seriously when you're exchanging children yeah you should not be arguing in front, in of, front them. of them in front of them especially the with fucking this dude lance like clearly like i mean with the first incident the first reported incident where he was beating her ass in front of the children and then when he made her walk home like the daughters were in the car you know so he drove off with the daughters like so he's like used to doing that and i just again with a past like that regardless of he's a fucking judge regardless of the occupation and like the position that the abuser has like you need to Make sure that the victim is protected at all costs. That's why it's like, oh, it's so fucked up that we even have to say it. But, like, yeah. I don't care who it is. You know what's right and you know what's wrong. Yeah. And if you're a fellow judge, if you're a colleague, if you're a friend, if right. you're whatever, you have to hold your people, your friends, your colleagues accountable. accountable Especially for those things. He ple- so even with the first um, reported incident, he pled guilty. Of course he did, but he, he admitted to already it. knew how he was going to get off. Exactly. You know? like he did his time. Only in, two in- years, and that's so ridiculous. And the fact that his fellow judges freaking wrote letters favoring him saying oh meaning like yeah it was out of character meaning they know he did it he absolutely punched Mm -hmm. his wife 20 times busted her head against the dashboard and made her walk home and you're gonna say yeah he did that but it wasn't really him like that's i have a friend who um, it was when when I was a couple. We had a couple friend, and um, and 
one night after it was like a night of drinking and whatever, mm-hmm. whatever, that couple had they were going home and on the drive home they got in an argument mm. and the husband made the wife get out of the car. Wow. And it was like in the middle of wherever. And wow. they're not from here, so she didn't even know where she yeah. was. And oh. I just remember her calling me. And I'm like, I'll come to pick you up. She ended up Ubering home. But either way, it was just, like, so fucked up that that happened. Um, Wow. Me and my significant other at the time did not talk to him at all after that. We couldn't even look at him the same. You? How can you? Because the fact that you would make your wife get out of the car and you drove off and just let her be there exactly you didn't even come back in an area like, that you know she's foreign to exactly. or, or perhaps you're foreign to exactly yeah. and, and and even we just we did not fuck with him after that we yeah we fucked with her we were so cool with her but, with him, but we were not fucking because that's just not cool yeah. so something like that which is not little but compared to what lance did to his wife yeah and people were still trying to vouch for him yeah that's just that's insane it that's is beyond me it, it sure just, is and it sucks that. that like you know i'm well i'm happy that they have the aisha law in place but it sucks that that has to be a thing like she's clearly a victim everyone knows she's a victim yeah yet you still don't do anything to protect her yeah she should have absolutely been protected she should have been protected even when he got out of prison she should have had they should have had a restraining order in place yeah. you know like mm-hmm. why didn't they take the kids away from him mm-hmm. that's like child endangerment as yeah. well yeah. like that's exactly it's it's insane. Exactly. It's insane. Yeah. This case really like pissed me off. Yeah. It really did. It really did. That pisses me off too. Those these are those cases where it's like yes, they had a, a Aisha's law come out of it, but really it took a person's life. A person's life to do it. Like, yeah, and then the babies were, like, that's so traumatizing, so not only, oh, one thing that fucking fucktard said, he said something like, um, when he got arrested for murdering his wife, he said, I'm gonna plead guilty because I did do this, and I want to be held accountable, um, and I want my daughters to, um, watch me take full responsibility or know what it means to take full responsibility of the things that you do wrong what the fuck like he didn't even like like he's like he didn't care about yeah he didn't care about her he wasn't like oh my god i made a mistake i fucked up i lashed out i need help i'm sick it's whatever no like he knew what he was doing cocky cocky yeah he he knew what he was doing, and, and then he did still it on found purpose. a way, That's and then still found a way to turn it back around on him. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna take full response. It's like an ego thing. It's like yeah. you're gonna make yourself feel better mm-hmm. for taking full responsibility of murdering someone, and it's gonna help him, Gosh. quote unquote, feel better. Yeah, in jail, knowing yeah. like, well, I'm doing the right thing by by sitting by here and serving, serving my, my time. time. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. So uh, it's so. It just goes to show how. I mean, we said, like, um, when he he abused her, kicked her out of the car, hit her in the head, yeah. all that stuff, like, it, it didn't start there. No, you know, absolutely it, it started not. way before that. Yep. And, uh, I mean, you and I have both she, been, like, emotionally abusive yeah. relationships. Yeah. And just him giving, like, saying that statement, it does make me feel like he emotionally, it started off with emotional abuse. It started off with yep. him manipulating her yep. with his words. Because even saying that is manipulating yes. 
the mm-hmm. audience, yep. honestly. Absolutely. Like, because I'm sure people are like, well, at least he's taking full he, responsibility. He under, yeah. No, fuck no, him. No, fuck yeah, him. that's for his ego. Yeah, that's it's for not his for ego. his wife and no, his kids, it's that for means, him. Yeah, he has zero remorse. Oh my gosh, zero. that is I'm just going to so show sad. you a photo of her, of Aisha. She's so pretty. I'm going to do Aisha and then this is him, her and him. Oh gosh, really? And she's oh, a she's teacher. So she's a teacher. She looks so wholesome. Yeah, she looks so sweet and innocent, honestly. It's it's really sad. And then this is her and her new man, Ronald. Uh, oh, he's handsome. I know. And they she looks happy. Yeah, she's glowing. Yeah. Like, it's oh, so sad. And he loved her. He yeah. just wanted to spend the holidays with yeah. her. Like I just, I couldn't even imagine. Yeah. What a fucking, ugh, gosh. Yeah. I think after, it sucks because it's like, okay, so right after the first reported incident Mm -hmm. of him, you know, beating her ass, he, um, they, what is, they didn't disbar, it's not called disbarred, but. I don't know. How do you say de-chaired him from being a judge? It's not de-chaired. Is it it's disbarred? Like, disbarred is taking away your attorney's license. Okay. But I they it um, might be the same for judges too, but maybe not. Um, it could be. Let's see if we can look it up. Um, but whatever it's called, they did that to him so he could no longer be like he had to step down or something like that. Yeah. But then it's like, but it doesn't, it can't stop there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's, that's the issue. It can't stop there. Why is he getting custody over the children? Mm-hmm. You know, and, uh, and that's what sucks. And that's what happens with victims. It's like, you're so weak that you don't even want to fight anymore. So you just allow them to have their way. And I'm sure she didn't want to fight custody for children she didn't want to do that and then on top of that he is a prominent man as a judge Mm -hmm. you know um Mm -hmm. she'd be playing in his field and she just i'm sure she felt so helpless yeah you know so oh it's oh so sad are you able to find it I think it is disbarred. Disbarred mm. uh, removed judges. Okay, so it's yeah. disbarred. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, then he was disbarred and whatever. Uh, that <laughs> just, just... And it's like, again, it can't stop there. It cannot stop there. That's like the same thing that we hear all the time with police officers murdering, you know, <sighs> victims. Oh gosh, yeah. You know, and, and murder, murdering harmless people. Um, and then and they say, oops, it's a mistake. And then all they do is get their job taken away. But it's like, no, this is a murder. Yeah, and a lot of them don't even get their job taken away. They're just yeah. put on administrative leave. Exactly. Yeah, th- this yeah, is like, a murder. No, that's a murder. And then what's fucked up, too, about, like, police officers is that a lot of times when they murder innocent people... You go back into their records, and mm-hmm. then they've been fucking up this right. whole time. They're just being placed in different locations. Yep. And um, so, yeah, that's why even in this story, it's like that. It's like, yeah, he he fucked up big time. He killed her. He fucked up big time. But look at his past. He's exactly. He's been fucking been. up. Like, been. come on. Like, there's no way that she he should have still been a judge, like, that long. Exactly. <laughs> like, no, clearly totally this guy agree. is fucked up. Like, yeah, Totally. Absolutely. Oh man, I just I feel so bad for that family, for the girls that for the daughters they have to grow oh, up man. knowing that and their I have father to say, killed their mother. Exactly, and I have to say, look, I don't know who, I don't know his uncle, nor do I know 
what his sister is about. I am happy though that the children did not go to his side of oh, the family. Yeah. I'm happy that it went to the they went to the godmother, like the custody went to godmother yeah. and a friend I would of assume Aisha. They probably wouldn't even want to go to absolutely not. You know his side of the family. I don't think that I would. No. Yeah. Even if they were good people, even if they because I feel like, like they would too, exactly. Like, I feel like the sister would probably want to try to reconnect do- the daughters. Of course, yeah. With, yeah. I would just be scared. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't want, you know, I yeah. don't know. I don't know. I've never been in that situation. Of course But not, it just, yeah. it just seemed, oh, man, I just. Yeah. I hope that, I hope the daughters are doing well. Yeah. I, yeah. I really I hope, hope so, so too. Because that's a Because they watched it. They thing. saw their mom yeah. on the floor. I oh, can't. Man. That, I They've got they've got to go through years of therapy. Yeah, therapy to get through that. Oh that's man, crazy. absolutely. Yeah, but Ooh, yes, what that's a story. that's the story of Aisha Fraser. You could just be like, yeah, we hired a bad person. This person is no way, shape, or form mm-hmm. representing what we what represent, we, yes. and mm-hmm. he is not a part of us. Mm-hmm. Instead of hiding. The, the oh person's wrongdoings Seriously. for the sake of PR purposes. Exactly. You know, it just... Exactly. Yeah. And then now, and then, look, now there's an even bigger thing on your hands. Like, now you have yeah. a bigger case on your hands. Absolutely. Because like, you've just, allowed ugh. this person to, to grow mm-hmm. and, you mm-hmm. know... Get worse and worse. Yeah. So crazy. Yeah. Well... This was sad. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, this wasn't as funny as our no it wasn't it's very drag like so sad it it is is. yeah like my mood for sure is down for sure Oh man yeah Yeah. well thank you guys (laughs) for listening well tell me something good um tell you something good let's get a chaser going here you know what i like it i like it um something good let's think about something good i i am a um I can call myself officially independent. Yes. Yes. Uh, I'm turning 23 this month. Yeah. It's a pretty, pretty decent age. That's a good age. So, 23 was fun for me. Yeah. So, and I'm learning how to have fun. I feel like I, you know, okay, between 18 to like 22, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like I've been so bottled down or just like focused on settling down in my future mm. that I couldn't even enjoy my young self. Yeah. Um and also with the influence of of who I was around, I was influenced to um to boggle down and and, and not like it's a good thing to always plan ahead and mm-hmm. whatever, but it's also important to be young. Yeah, and live in you the know, moment. Live in the moment and have new experiences. Especially in your twenties. Like that's what your yeah. 20s, you're supposed to be doing. You're, you're supposed, supposed to, to be have living fun. life, having a good time. And yeah, and so for the long for between I would say between eighteen and twenty two, I I feel like I really wasn't being young. I wasn't living my life. I was so uptight and I just like I didn't want to go out. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to do any of that. But now that I'm like now that it's just me mm-hmm. and I'm just as independent as fuck, mm-hmm. now I'm like, you know what? I I want to go out. I want to do things. Yeah. Um, 
you know, I'm the type to do things on my own or whatever, but mm-hmm. really just like so be socializing and make new friends and actually yeah. go out with these friends be and cute. be cute, Ooh, yeah. be a cute 22 <laughs> turning 23 year old, exactly. like just be me. Mm-hmm. Like I just, I just want to be me and do whatever I want and just live life. Exactly. Like, so As that's a good, I, I feel like that's a good thing. It's like, okay, I'm learning to just just do that. Just, just, just be. be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just be. Yeah. I love so that. What's your... I love that for you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. What's your chaser? Um, my chaser is... Um... Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I, I, I know in the beginning of the podcast, we had talked about it. It's kind of been a drop of a, of a oh, year yeah. so far. Yeah. Um, this week in particular was a little bit harder than normal because we, you know, we, it, it it was a tough week. (laughs) We'll just say that. Um, but I did also love this week and I'll say it Mm. because I connected with childhood friends. Good. I mean, and I'll just, I'm going to shout them out. Shout them out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I connected with Cece, who is my oldest friend, my first friend ever. Yeah. Um, I connected back with Cameron. I connected back with Saul, with Tamara. Like, these are people that I, I always say it. I don't, I don't remember making friends with them. I was just born and they were there. They were just always (laughs) there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember not being friends with them. And so, um, it's so dope to be able to like, look back on old relationships and old friendships and things like that. And just know like, damn, we've known each other for 27 years. Yeah. That's so crazy. Um, and not a lot of people have that and I'm just yeah I'm so elated so I'm so grateful to be able yeah. to still have those yeah. people yeah because when In you're your around life. them it brings you back to like a time that's just so simple no one else understands yeah you know? exactly like, I can, watch you grow yes and, and yeah. I watch them grow yeah. and and we can talk about shit that we did when we were 10 years yeah. old you know yeah. like the stupid things and so, yeah, it's just, oh, you, know, amazing. Yeah, you know, when you're sitting and yeah. reminiscing with a new friend and yeah. they just don't get it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're just like, you're relearning someone all over right, again exactly. and there's nothing wrong with that, exactly. but it does, it takes a lot of energy. Like I, you know, I have my childhood friend, Ariana, again, uh-huh. she is someone that I just like, I don't remember making friends. Yeah. It's just, you were we just were born yeah. and that's it. And she's my best friend, yeah. you know? And, um, and every time I see her or talk to her, we, even though like we're, we can be different, you mm-hmm. know, and what the things that we're doing and who we are and stuff like that, but we get it. We understand yeah, each yeah. other. We know we each came, other in and out. We like come we, from the same background. Exactly. You come from the same. Yeah. And, and you like, and I don't know if you know investigators, but all these people that we named, we literally grew up in church with them. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. These are all church folks. Yeah. And so to know that we were all heavily involved exactly. in this church yeah. and we were, we were all best friends yeah. growing up is just like. It's just so dope yeah. to see us all grown now. Yeah. And to know that we still have those relationships. None of us are like, oh, fuck him, fuck her. Yeah. Like, there's never that. It's literally just like a family, you exactly, know? Exactly. Literally a family. And so I'm I'm grateful for that reunion because we yeah. had that reunion literally yeah. last night. Yeah. It was like a huge reunion for me in particular. Yeah. And 
Yeah, it was beautiful. I was just, yeah. I kept saying La Familia. Yeah, like, yeah, because it is family. family. It is so. family. I will say this. Um, I've reconnected a little bit with Brandon, Cece's little, little brother, brother yeah. you know, and um, it's just a fun fact, like in preschool, we took a photo together for picture day and <laughs> so yeah, and so it's just like, just that alone is crazy. Yeah. It's like, oh shit. We're you're like it, look at us. We were babies, literally friends <laughs> since babies, and then still like you know. I'm sure we'll talk to each other here and there, or whatever on Instagram. But mm-hmm. it's just like, yeah, like this is you're a part of my life regardless. Yeah, no matter like what, with yeah. any major event, like these people are going to be there yeah. with every every pivotal 100%. moment. They're gonna be there, mm-hmm. even if we don't talk to each other for a minute. It's like, oh no, you're always gonna be invited yeah. to the wedding. And you're gonna be invited yeah, that, to this event to that thing. E- you know, it's like even if you lose contact with each other for a bit always of time. find a way back when you come back it's yeah. like you don't miss a step at like, all you're just like, just like so how's life track. going yeah, yeah exactly. and then you stay up until six o'clock in the morning talking about <laughs> catching up on life yeah, exactly, you know exactly. and then once you're you caught up on two years of your life then you leave do what you do and uh-huh. come back and catch up yeah, you know exactly yeah. i love that i love that yeah so, that's my chaser just, i love it i'm so happy for that good I'm happy we ended on a really good note we did i like it yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah let's cheers to life guys yeah. oh and make sure you catch us live every wednesday 7 p.m pst yes, um, so much fun we love your comments we love your live reactions we just love interacting with you guys it's just it's so much fun it's hilarious our investigators who join our lives are so funny like oh, you guys are hilarious and you just totally egg us on so yes. it's just like we are all just bouncing off of each other just yes. talking shit oh i love gosh. it it's hilarious um so yeah make sure you catch our live on instagram um 7 p.m pst every wednesday um and obviously our episodes drop every wednesday also mm-hmm. if you need poor advice yes. If you need poor advice or if you want to rant how we have our belligerants, if you want your own belligerant corners, please email us cocktailmurder at gmail.com. We will gladly share your story with you or if you want to be anonymous, that's fine. And if you don't want it to be shared and it's just something you want us to read just for shits and giggles, please do it. We love that too. We would love it. (laughs) So, yes. So let's cheers it out to the next murder. Cheers. Clink, clink.